Welcome, everyone, to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today will be nothing but mind-blowing facts about Malaysia, and then at the end of the episode, we're going to give you fun facts about Malaysian cuisine. Malaysia is actually a very, very popular foodie destination. And you're going to learn that during this episode. So let's get started. The population of Malaysia, as of 2023, is over 34 million people. Malaysia is located in Southeast Asia. People love Malaysia because it's a very diverse country. Many different cultures and ethnicities live there. Another attraction to Malaysia is that they have... Very modern hospitals and pretty good doctors, and a lot of people go to get their medical procedures done in Malaysia. Because it, and I'm going to give you the stats and the figures in a few minutes. But medical procedures in Malaysia are very, very low cost. Okay, so a lot of people will go there to get medical procedures, and I'm going to give you the exact numbers in a few minutes. Uh, also, as I said, Malaysia, you can eat very well for a very low cost. So it's a foodie destination because of their great food, uh, but also the price of the food is very low. And Malaysia is a warm tropical climate <coughs> with beautiful beaches, stunning architecture, and like I said, travelers love going there because they can pretty much uh, live at a low cost day to day. Malaysia has over 40,000 miles of highway and the entire circumference of the earth is over 24,000 miles. So that's a lot of highway. So it has over 40,000 miles of highway and the circumference of the earth is just over 24,000. So that gives you an example. The Japanese invaded Malaysia on December 6, 1941, the same day that of Pearl Harbor. In 1991, they found a complete skeleton that they believe is over 11,000 years old in Malaysia. <clears throat> One of the communities in Malaysia has a rule where you have to name your child after a deceased relative. Now, I want to make this clear. This is just one area of Malaysia. So you have to name your child after a deceased relative because naming your child after a living relative, they believe, will shorten the child's life. And that is a section, a couple sections of Malaysia believe that. The largest citrus fruit in the entire world is found in Malaysia. There are parts of Malaysia that get over 200 rainy days every year. Now think about that. There are certain sections of Malaysia that get over 200 rainy days every year. I believe we said this in a couple other episodes, but caning people is still done in Malaysia and a couple other places around the world. Uh, although women and children under the age of 10 cannot be caned. But believe it or not, in 2024, there are still places around the world that uh, punish people by caning. 
From 1998 to 2004, Malaysia had the world's two tallest buildings. How about that? You would never think. Uh, you would have thought that would have been the United States. But from 1998 to 2004, Malaysia had the world's two tallest buildings. And like I said, if you're listening because you want to learn about Malaysian cuisine, that's going to come at the end. Feel free to fast forward. We're going to spend the first few minutes of the episode talking about fun facts about Malaysia, the location. And then we're going to get into the food at the end. Okay? So the national... I'm just going to touch on the food a few uh, a few times before the end of the show. Uh, the national dish of Malaysia is a fragrant rice dish that is cooked in coconut milk and served wrapped in a banana leaf. It's usually eaten for breakfast, but we're going to touch on the food. We're going to touch on the food during the location part, but if you want to get the full information about Malaysian cuisine, just fast forward to the end of the program. Malaysia is the only place in the entire world that won a war against communism. Wow. So Malaysia is the only place in the entire world that defeated communism. It was a 12-year guerrilla warfare conducted by the communist forces, and they were defeated in 1960. And this episode is known at the, as the Malayan Emergency. So that's what that period of time is known as. According to a survey in 2010, the Malaysian people had the most Facebook friends of any other country around the world, and they had an average, I want to make this clear, it was an average of 233. And the lowest amount of Facebook friends of a country around the world was Japan. And they had an average of just 29 people. Then that's the average. One of the most profitable companies in the entire world is based in Malaysia. How about that? One of the most profitable uh, companies in the entire world is based in Malaysia. Uh, The number four in Malaysian sounds a lot like the word for death. (laughs) So there are buildings in Malaysia that simply skip the fourth floor. And it has to do with luck. And I told you, there's other countries around the world that skip uh, certain numbers because of bad luck. So in Malaysia, the number four sounds too close to the word death. So they a lot of buildings will not have a fourth floor. And that has to do with bad luck, They their belief of bad luck. Malaysia has the highest number of distinct royal family or hereditary state rulers in the entire world. In Malaysia, they have one of the smallest patches of rainforest. So there's a section of Malaysia with a small patch of rainforest that's only 27 acres. So it's the smallest patch of rainforest in the entire world. And I here's the stats I told you about. A lot of people travel to Malaysia because the health care is halfway decent. And the cost of health care, uh, the cost of medical procedures is incredibly low. So I'm going to give you an example. A $9,000 heart bypass, okay, in, 
in Malaysia, if you were to get a heart bypass, it would cost you $9,000. If you were to do that same procedure in America, it would cost you $130,000. So if you were to get the same heart bypass in America, it would cost you $130,000. In Malaysia, it would only cost you $9,000 American dollars. So that is why a lot of people travel to Malaysia for medical procedures. And that is one of the things that lure them there. Uh, According to the research I've done, the hospital and the medical care is not too bad. So people say, hey, look, I'll get the same procedure done over there at an incredibly low cost. So those are the stats I promised you at the beginning. One of the oldest rainforests on the entire planet is located in Malaysia. Now, here is something that I was surprised about, and I can't believe it took me 184 episodes to cover Malaysia. I actually am surprised by that. I thought I would have already covered this, and here's why. Malaysia is the ninth most visited country in the entire world. How about that? I can't believe it took me 184 episodes to cover Malaysia. It's the ninth most visited country in the entire world. Uh, And a lot of people, much more than you could ever imagine, travel to Malaysia for their delicious food. And we're going to talk about the food in a few minutes. Malaysia is the largest producer of rubber gloves in the entire world. Feel free to stump your friends. Feel free to stump your friends and family with that fun fact. Malaysia is the largest producer of rubber gloves in the entire world. The world's tallest tropical tree is located in Malaysia. You can find orangutans just roaming around in two areas of Malaysia. They're just roaming around orangutans. (coughs) All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip the next one because I think it's confusing. I don't want to confuse people. When a bride gets married, a senior female relative of the groom will put the engagement ring on the fourth finger of the right hand. So basically the groom at a wedding does not put the ring on the bride's hand like you would normally see. It's done by a senior family member, a, a senior female family member. Islam is the official religion of Malaysia. Although they practice a lot of other religions, Islam is the official religion. It is considered rude in Malaysia to point to objects. Oh, here's an interesting thing. It's considered rude in Malaysia to point to objects or people with your index finger. So what they do is they point uh, with their knuckle facing forward and like I said there's a lot of things that other countries do that you might not see in America or other countries so in Malaysia it's considered rude if I was to use my index finger to point to a location or a person so what they do is they bend the index finger and they point with the knuckle here's a weird fact in Malaysia they have what's called fish spas So basically, you put your feet in a fish tank, and the fish will nibble the dead skin off your feet. How about that? 
and that is called a fish spa. Malaysia is one of the world's largest populations of king cobras. So there are plenty of king cobras living in Malaysia. The American word for ketchup is said to be derived from a Malaysian word. Tea is the national drink of Malaysia. There are two states inside Malaysia that have their own immigration laws. How about that? So there are two states inside Malaysia that have their own immigration laws. So you actually have to have a passport to travel in those states. There is also a state in Malaysia that passed a law to keep the lights on a movie theater on to deter kissing and cuddling during movies. And that just happened in 1997, like I said. A lot of countries around the world have laws because of their religion. So, uh, Malaysia is one of them. I've never heard of this guy, and I apologize. I know I'm going to get some hate mail for this. But the famous shoe designer named Jimmy Choo is from Malaysia. Uh, Malaysia is one of Asia's largest financial powerhouses. How about that? One of the largest powerhouses financially in all of Asia is Malaysia. Oh, wow, I just rhymed. How about that? <laughs> hey, I just, uh, I just uh, said a rhyme. Malaysia's political system is considered a federal constitutional monarchy. Uh, the word Malaysia translates to land of the Malays. Uh, I think a lot of this episode sounds familiar to me. That's why I thought I covered Malaysia. I can't believe it's episode 184 and I haven't covered Malaysia. It's the ninth most visited country in the world and I'm just getting to it at episode 184. But we have covered Southeast Asia in other episodes. So a lot of these fun facts also car, uh, also can be used for other Southeast Asia countries. The first known human habitation in Malaysia dates back over 40,000 years. Malaysia is in control of over 878 islands. Some have people on the islands, and some islands do not have people. The national animal for Malaysia is the Malayan tiger. Uh, Malaysia is also, if you do the research, they're known for their incredibly beautiful caves. And the largest cave chamber in the entire world is in Malaysia. Hibiscus is the national flower of Malaysia. At one time, Malaysia was under the control of the British. But then they gained their independence through diplomacy in 1957. So it wasn't a war, it was di diplomatic. Malaysia experiences a lot of rainfall. So if you're looking to travel there, keep in mind, between October and March, there is a lot of rainfall. Uh, but the climate is consistently warm and tropical. There are some parts of Malaysia that are famous 
for simply being extremely hot. So when you talk to world travelers, they will tell you about these hot parts of Malaysia. There are some areas of Malaysia that are in, incredibly hot. The first time the Malaysian flag was flown was September 16, 1963. The very first king of Malaysia ruled there from 1957 to 1960. That was the very first king. The world's highest sky bridge is located in Malaysia. The life expectancy of people living in Malaysia is just under 76 years old. Now, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we're going to talk about the food in just a few minutes. But I'm having so much fun talking about the great country of Malaysia. So, I'm going to touch on food stuff just a couple times before we get to the food. In Malaysia, there are five legitimate meal times during their day. So they have breakfast, lunch, dinner, but they have tea time and supper. The largest flower in the entire world grows in Malaysia. All right, and like I said, Malaysia is a foodie destination. And one of the reasons, and we're going to touch on this, that it's such a popular foodie destination is because the street vendors have delicious food. And a lot of those street vendors are second and third generation families that have owned those street vendors uh, for many, many years. So a lot of the street vendors in Malaysia have delicious food because it's family owned, passed down generation to generation. All right, listen, I want everyone to give themselves a round of applause. We are only 18 minutes into the episode and we pretty much have given most of the fun facts about Malaysia. So I want to thank everyone. Now, for the rest of the program, we're going to talk about the food. And one of the things I want to get clear during this episode is that Malaysia is a foodie destination. So there are a lot of world travelers that particularly look for delicious food destinations. And I'm going to explain to you why Malaysia is a foodie destination. And I, as I just said, the street vendors, there are many street vendors in Malaysia that are family-owned, passed down generation to generation. So the delicious food has been in their family for many generations. So let's get started. Malaysian cuisine reflects the multi-ethnic cuisine of the country. And as we mentioned in the fun facts about Malaysia, many ethnic groups live within the country, and that reflects on the cuisine. Rice, noodles, and bread are staple foods. And in Malaysian cuisine, rice is the most popular. And I'm going to talk about a restaurant in a few minutes, which I think is brilliant. Let's talk about it now because we're on that topic. There's a restaurant in Malaysia that serves everyone a big bowl of rice. And then they have a buffet with beef, sauces, chicken that you can top the rice with. I think that's brilliant. 
So what they do is they serve everyone that comes in with a bowl of rice, and then there's a buffet table with toppings for your rice, such as beef, chicken, whatever you eat. And then they have sauces and stuff, and you just go up and you top your rice at that buffet. I think that is brilliant. The poultry in Malaysian cuisine is up to halal standards. So the poultry is up to halal standards, and that is because of the large amount of Islam population. In Malaysia, they consider goat meat as mutton. So goat meat is uh, referred to as mutton. And there's a lot of seafood, mainly fish, that are both freshwater and saltwater in Malaysian cuisine. As we explained when we were given the fun facts about Malaysia, Malaysia is a tropical climate, so fresh fruits and vegetables play a prominent role in their cuisine. The Malaysian people like to cook their leafy vegetables as a stir-fry. So another thing I want to get across during this episode is that Malaysia is very vegetarian-friendly. So Malaysian cuisine and Malaysia are very vegetarian-friendly. Okay, so fresh fruits and vegetables play a prominent role in their diet. The Malaysian people like to cook leafy vegetables as a stir-fry. So if they're going to have a vegetable-based dish, it will be cooked as a stir-fry. There are over 34 million people in Malaysia, and around 1 million of them practice vegetarianism. So if you're one of the 23 million tourists who have visited Malaysia, uh, and like I said, Malaysia is the ninth most visited, visited place in the entire world. They are very vegetarian-friendly with their meals and their uh, cuisine. As I have mentioned a few times, uh, Malaysia's tropical climate. So fruits are very prominent in the cuisine, and they often serve fruit as a dessert in Malaysia. Uh, In Malaysian cuisine, it uses a lot of chili peppers in their cooking, and it's uh, generally considered a spicy cuisine. Uh, Malaysian cuisine also likes to use a lot of coconut in their cooking, especially coconut milk is prominent in Malaysian cuisine. Uh, A lot of Malaysian chefs will tell you that they like to cook with soy sauce in their cuisine. Uh, The restaurants in Malaysia have no distinction between appetizers, starters, and main meals. So there's no set order when you get served. So in most countries, you would get an appetizer, an entree, and then a dessert. In Malaysian restaurants, it's just basically all together. A lot of Malaysian restaurants will give the customers a... I just told you this. Okay, I already covered that. I want to mention that during the food section, as I said in the location section... A lot of Malaysian street food is famous and popular as being delicious because those those people that serve you have been, that food vendor has been in their family uh, from generation to generation. So a lot of them are second and third generations. 
So those that delicious food has been around for a while uh, in their family. Uh, basically, in Malaysian cuisine, rice is the star of the show. And everything else, such as vegetables, etc., is a co-star. So I'm going to make this point. Rice is the prominent feature in Malaysian cuisine. Okay, Malaysian cuisine has a wide variety of desserts and sweets. Uh, there's a shrimp paste called Bella. I think I'm mispronouncing this. But that is a very common when in Malaysian cooking. So basically there's a certain shrimp paste that is used in a lot of meals. Uh, right. Tofu is very popular in Malaysian cuisine because of the uh, amount of vegetarians. So if you're vegetarian, look into Malaysian cuisine because it's very vegetarian friendly. Or if you're just looking to eat healthier, Malaysian cuisine is a perfect uh, option. The Malaysian people uh, practice something called an open house. I thought this was pretty cool. So basically, the host, the owner of the house or whoever, basically has an open house where they serve tons of delicious food Buffet style, and then everybody is welcome. So that's called an open house in Malaysia. So the host opens up their home to whoever can come, and they eat a huge meal. Sometimes the meal is catered, and sometimes it's made homemade. Chinese and Indian cuisine are very popular throughout Malaysia. And many restaurants are Chinese or Indian, but... Malaysian cuisine kind of combines both of those delicious cuisines. So Chinese and Indian cuisine is prominent, and some people say that Malaysian cuisine is a combination of both. There is no shortage of fast food places in Malaysia. So according to a survey, 43% of the Malaysian people said that they eat out multiple times per week. So if you're looking for American fast food places or just fast food places, uh, Malaysia is your spot. A lot of Malaysian people uh, regularly go to fast food restaurants. And I don't even think I need to name it anymore, but uh, I'm talking about McDonald's, KFC. Uh, those are all over in Malaysia, and they're very popular. Okay. Uh, tipping is not a thing in Malaysia. In a lot of countries I've covered on this show, this is episode number 185. And a lot of countries around the world, tipping is just not a thing. I mean, you don't have to tip. Sometimes they put a service charge on your bill, and that is considered the tip. I think that's brilliant. So basically, you'll get your restaurant bill, you know, the check, and it will already have a service charge. And that's that. I think that's the way to go. That way people don't get stiffed. You know, the great servers and waitresses and waiters, they don't get stiffed on the tip because it's included in a service charge. Many... In Malaysia, it's very common, and I've covered this on other episodes, for people to eat with their hands. So in Malaysia... Don't be shocked if you go to a restaurant and there are no utensils. And that's because it's common 
for the citizens to eat with their hands. So a lot of times you'll go to a restaurant and they'll either have a jug of water for you to wash up with or they will have a sink nearby the table. And that's because it's very common for the citizens to eat with their hands. A lot of things that you wouldn't eat with your hands in other areas of the world, they eat with their hands in that area. Now, keep in mind, if you're looking to try the national cuisine or if you're looking to try certain cuisines in Malaysia, a lot of times the food is uh, time-based. So some foods are only available before 11 a.m. at the restaurants, and some of the top cuisines in Malaysia are only available after 4 p.m. So keep that in mind. I think the national dish of Malaysia is usually eaten during the morning breakfast time so a lot of restaurants won't serve that dish after 11 a.m now i want to talk about this i want to dwell on this for a minute what they have in malaysia they have a bunch of open air food complexes and they are called hawker centers and according to many 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 world travelers they think the best food experience in malaysia is at the Hawker Center, and the food is incredibly cheap. I'm going to give you an example. I was reading a blog by one of the world travelers that have been to Malaysia, and they love Malaysia. And they said that they can get a full meal at one of these Hawker Centers, and the meal is delicious for under $3 in American money. So that's one of those one of the attractions to Malaysia is for world travelers is the cost is very low. So the lady was saying on her blog that she was eating at Hawker Centers, which are open air food complexes. All right. And the food is prepared on site. And she said it was some of the most delicious food she ever had, but the cost was so low it a full meal was under $3 in American. Uh, a lot of people love the juices at the Hawker Center. There's, there are many, many varieties of juices, fresh juices, that they make at the Hawker Center. Uh, so when you go to Malaysia, if you're taking a trip, look into the Hawker Center, H-A-W-K-E-R. Uh so it's pretty cool that you can get a full meal in Malaysia at the Hawker Center for under $3. All right, I want to thank everyone for joining me today. I thought that was a pretty fun look at Malaysia. Uh, we covered a lot of interesting things. I thought one of the most interesting thing is that Malaysia is one of the financial powerhouses in all of Asia. And... Uh, it's the ninth most visited country in the entire world, okay? And I'm starting to give all my promos at the end of the program because I really do this show so that people can learn about different areas around the world. I'm not really doing this show to promote. Uh, if you have a friend that loves to travel, uh, please share the show with them. Because uh, I give you all kinds of great information every week about different areas around the world. There are a lot of people that travel just for food. You know, they like to go to different areas around the world for the cuisine. 
And this is the perfect show for that. So I don't do this show for money or sponsorships. I do it because I love sharing the information. So if you have a friend or a family member that enjoys traveling and are looking for new places around the world, I have 185 episodes around uh, about places around the world. And I talk about the cuisine at the end of each episode. So if you go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, uh, look up Learn About World Cuisine. Subscribe to the show because each week you're going to learn about a different area around the world. And then I cover the cuisine at the end. Like I said, I don't do this show for money or sponsorships. I just enjoy sharing the information. And I enjoy doing the research. You know, I'm a published author. I like to do research. Uh, And I do the show, you know, hoping that people can learn about areas around the world. We still haven't covered Madagascar, Mongolia, Slovenia, Uruguay, uh, Georgia, Northern Ireland. We still have those great places around the world to cover. So tell a friend about the show. Uh, and tell them that I do about six hours of research every week, and I give you all the important information about areas around the world and their cuisine. Uh, So go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, and that way you'll never miss a show. But I'm going to give everyone the the best tip you can ever get. If you go to my website, phillyrestaurantreviewswithans.com, I have a link to all 185 episodes. You just go to that website, and you can save yourself a ton of time looking for the show. So just go to phillyrestaurantreviews.com and click the link. I have a link to all 185 episodes. I put out a new episode every single week. Every Thursday morning at 6 a.m., you're going to see a new episode. So even if you don't want to subscribe to the show, just keep checking your podcast platform or my website uh, for the latest episode. If you have any comments you would like to make or an area around the world you would like me to cover, this is episode 185. I probably already covered it, but if not, just send me a message on my website, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. We're at at minute 35, so I'm going to end the program. I don't like to make any episode longer than 40 to 45 minutes. I think after 40 minutes, a show loses its its excitement. So I like to end all episodes around the 30 to 35-minute mark. That way people keep interest uh, throughout the whole entire program. So I'm going to talk to everyone next week. It's next Thursday morning. But I hope you enjoyed our look at Malaysia today, and I will talk to everyone next Thursday morning. I hope everyone has a fantastic week.